0: Welcome to another episode of the Business English Podcast. I'm your host Rob and it's fantastic to have you all tuning in today. This podcast is your go-to guide for mastering English in a professional setting, especially tailored for non-native English professionals working in that environment. We understand the challenges and the nuances of English in the workplace and that's exactly what we're here to help you with. In today's episode, we're diving into a topic that is absolutely crucial in any professional environment. The art of formality. We're going to explore pro-phrases for across the business spectrum. You see, the way we introduce ourselves, request information, deliver important news, or even wrap up conversations can vary vastly based on the level of formality required. And in the world of business, striking the right balance is absolutely key. Have you ever wondered how formal or informal you should be in a business meeting? Or what phrases are best suited for an email to a new client versus a quick chat with a colleague? Well, you're in the right place. Today, I'll guide you through various scenarios, providing examples of formal, semi-formal and informal phrases that you can use. This is not just about learning these phrases, but understanding when and how to use them effectively. And that's not all. We'll also delve into what not to say in a business setting. It's equally important to know the phrases that could potentially be inappropriate or misunderstood in a professional context. So, whether you're prepping for that big chat, hobnobbing with the big cheese, or simply looking to refine your business English skills, this episode is packed with insights and practical tips. Let's get started, shall we? But first, spin the decks. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Business English Podcast, helping professionals communicate more effectively, more confidently, and with impact. With your host, Rob, from Energetic English. Let's get down to business. Let's kick things off with something that might seem simple, but is incredibly powerful. Introductions. In a business context, how you introduce yourself can set the tone for the entire conversation or relationship. It's your first impression, and we all know how much that counts. Remember the saying, you don't get a second chance to make a first impression? Well, it's so true. Before we get into the weeds, I want to remind you that I'll be repeating all phrases twice before leaving a magic pause for you to repeat, note down, and internalize the verbal power ups. The pause is there for you, so make sure you use it as best you can. Okay, first up, let's talk about formal introductions. These are crucial in situations like meeting a new client, attending a high-level meeting, or speaking at a conference. Here, you'll want to be as professional as possible. A good formal introduction might sound something like this. It's a pleasure to meet you. I'm Rob, Director of Globexico Marketing. It's a pleasure to meet you. I'm Rob, Director of Globexico Marketing. Notice the clear enunciation and the complete titles and names? That's key in a formal setting. Great. Let's move on to semi-formal introductions. These are perfect for less rigid business environments, maybe a casual meeting or an internal team gathering. You might say something like, Hi, I'm Rob. I work in the marketing department. Hi, I'm Rob. I work in the marketing department. It's friendly yet professional, smooth yet sturdy. And now lastly, informal introductions. These are for when you're in a laid-back setting, perhaps with colleagues you're familiar with, or at a casual event. An informal introduction could be as simple as, Hey, I'm Rob for marketing. Hey, I'm Rob for marketing. It's short, it's sweet, but it's still friendly. Excellent. You see, it's all about adapting your style to your setting. Now remember, while these phrases are a great starting point, the most important thing is to be genuine. People can tell when you're being authentic, and that goes a long way in making meaningful business connections. Coming up next, we'll dive into how to request information in a business setting. So stay tuned. Next on our agenda is a crucial aspect of business communication – requesting information. Whether you're seeking details about a project, clarification on a task, or additional data for a report, how you ask can make a big difference. Let's start with formal requests. These are especially important in scenarios like writing to a senior executive, communicating with a client, or during formal meetings. A formal request focuses on politeness and clarity. For example, you might say, Could you kindly provide me with more details on the upcoming project milestones? Could you kindly provide me with more details on the upcoming project milestones? Notice how the phrase is both polite and specific. It shows respect and a clear need for information. Right, now let's move on to more semi-formal requests. This is a bit more relaxed and is suitable for everyday interactions with colleagues or during internal meetings. You could use the phrase, can I get some more info on this week's marketing strategy? Can I get some more info on this week's marketing strategy? It's direct yet friendly. Excellent. Lastly, we have informal requests. These are perfect for quick chats with your teammates or in a casual work setting. An example would be, can you tell me more about our social media plan? Can you tell me more about our social media plan? It's straightforward and to the point. Hearing these phrases in action helps illustrate how the level of formality can change the tone and effectiveness of your communication. It's all about assessing the situation and choosing the right approach. Remember, the key to effective communication is not just what you say, but how you say it. Being mindful of your tone and the level of formality can greatly enhance your interactions in the business world. And that's a wrap for this section on requesting information. Stay tuned as we'll be diving into how to deliver information in various business contexts. I'll see you shortly. Now, let's shift our focus to another integral part of business communication, delivering information. How you convey messages, updates or decisions can significantly impact how your message is received and understood. It's not just about what you say, but also choosing the right tone and the level of formality, as we discussed previously. When it comes to formal communication, it's often about sharing information in a clear, respectful and professional manner. For instance, when addressing senior management, stakeholders or external partners, you might say, I would like to inform you that our team has successfully completed the project ahead of schedule. I would like to inform you that our team has successfully completed the project ahead of schedule. This type of communication is polished and precise, reflecting professionalism. Excellent. Moving on, semi-formal communication strikes a balance. It's professional yet not overly formal, subtle for internal meetings or emails to colleagues. For example, just letting you know that our meeting has been rescheduled to Wednesday. Just letting you know that our meeting has been rescheduled to Wednesday. It's direct and informative, without being too formal. Nice. Finally, informal communication. This is more casual and is typically used with colleagues you're familiar with or in less formal settings. A phrase could be, Heads up, the client's feedback is in and they loved our proposal. Heads up, the client's feedback is in and they loved our proposal. This message conveys a relaxed and friendly tone. As you can hear, the way we deliver information can greatly influence the dynamics of a conversation or a meeting. It's about being aware of the setting and choosing the most effective way to communicate your message. And that concludes our segment on delivering information. Coming up, we'll explore how to request a follow-up in business communications. So stay with us. We're moving forward to a crucial aspect that often seals the deal in business communication. Requesting a follow-up. Follow-ups are vital. They ensure that the conversation keeps moving, that actions are taken, and that everyone is on the same page. How you request a follow-up can vary greatly depending on the formality of the situation. In more formal scenarios, such as dealing with high-level executives, clients, or external stakeholders, your language needs to reflect respect and professionalism. You might say something like, "I would appreciate a follow-up on this matter." "I would appreciate a follow-up on this matter." This statement is polite yet it clearly indicates the need for further communication. Now, in a semi-formal context, like internal meetings or regular team check-ins, the tone can be more relaxed. You could say, can we touch base on this later? Can we touch base on this later? It's straightforward yet still maintains a professional undertone. Now, in an informal setting, perhaps when conversing with colleagues you're close with or in a less structured meeting, you might say, Let's catch up later on this, okay? Let's catch up later on this, okay? It's casual, friendly, and implies a follow up without being too formal. Great, yet again, Understanding the right level of formality for a follow-up request is key. It shows not only your professionalism, but also your awareness of the business relationship and context. Through these examples, you can see how tailoring your follow-up request to the situation can keep the conversation productive and maintain the right tone. And that's all for requesting follow-ups. Stick around as we're about to delve into how to close down a conversation in various business environments. Coming up next. Let's now turn our attention to an equally important skill in business communication. Closing down a conversation. Knowing how to end a conversation appropriately can leave a lasting impression and set the stage for future interactions. It's about wrapping things up in a way that's respectful, clear and appropriate to the context. In formal situations, like after a meeting with a senior executive or a formal business event, it's crucial to be polite and professional. A good way to close a conversation might be, thank you for your time, I look forward to our next meeting. Thank you for your time. I look forward to our next meeting. This phrase shows appreciation and anticipates future interaction, all while maintaining a high level of professionalism. In a semi-formal setting, such as internal team meetings or less formal business gatherings, you can afford to be a bit more relaxed, and so you might say, Thanks. We'll speak soon. Thanks. We'll speak soon. It's friendly and acknowledges future communication without being overly formal. And in informal situations, like a casual chat with a colleague or an impromptu team huddle, you can be even more relaxed. A simple catch-you-later. Catch-you-later. This works perfectly. It's casual, friendly, and indicates the conversation has come to a natural close. As these examples show, the way you close a conversation can vary significantly based on the context and relationship you have with the other person. It's all about judging the situation and responding appropriately. And with that, we conclude our section on closing down conversations. I hope these tips and practices help you leave your conversations on a very positive note every time. Now, as is customary on the Business English podcast, let's talk about something that's as important as knowing what to say. Knowing what not to say. In business communication, certain phrases or approaches can be inappropriate, too casual, or even potentially offensive. Being aware of these can save you from misunderstandings and help you maintain your professional image. First, let's address overly casual language in formal settings. Phrases like hey, what's up, or yo, might work with close colleagues in an informal setting, but they are not suitable in formal meetings or when addressing senior management. The key here is to match your language to the formality of the situation. Another area to be cautious about is using slang or idiomatic expressions. While these might be common in everyday conversation, they can be confusing or misinterpreted in a professional context especially for non-native speakers. Phrases like, let's circle back on that, or we need to touch base, can be unclear to those not familiar with such expressions. There is, of course, a time and a place for all these, so just read the room, as they say. And, of course, avoid language that could be perceived as rude or disrespectful. Phrases that are too direct, such as, that's not my problem, or I don't care about that, can come off as unprofessional and insensitive. It's always better to choose words that are polite and considerate of other people's perspectives. It's also wise to steer clear of negative phrases. Instead of saying, that's impossible, or that can't be done, try to frame things positively or constructively. For instance, that's challenging, but let's explore what we can do. That's challenging, but let's explore what we can do. This is a more productive and positive approach. As you can see, choosing your words carefully is not just about being polite, it's about being effective and respectful in communication. It's a crucial part of building and maintaining professional relationships. And that brings us to the end of this segment on what not to say. Remember, in business communication, it's not just about conveying a message, it's about doing so in a way that is respectful, clear and appropriate for the setting. And just like that, we're at the end of another insightful episode here at the Business English Podcast. It has been an absolute pleasure guiding you through the nuances of formal, semi-formal and informal phrases in business communication. Today, we journeyed through the intricacies of introductions, requesting and delivering information, asking for follow-ups, and closing conversations. We also touched on the critical aspect of what not to say in a professional environment. Remember, the goal is not just to communicate, but to do so effectively, respectfully, and in a manner that's appropriate to the context. Let's do a quick recap of the key takeaways from today. First, Tailor your language to match the formality of the situation. Second, be clear, concise and respectful in your communication. Third, avoid slang, overly casual phrases or anything that might be perceived as disrespectful in a formal setting. And lastly, practice makes perfect. The more you use these phrases, the more natural they will become in your professional interactions. I encourage you to practice these phrases, try them out in your daily work life, and observe the difference they make. Communication is a powerful tool, and mastering it can open doors to new opportunities and strengthen your professional relationships. Thank you again for joining me today. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with your colleagues and friends who might also benefit from it. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast for more practical tips and insights. Until next time, keep practising, stay confident, and of course, keep it strictly business. You have been listening to the Business English Podcast. Remember to subscribe, leave a review, and we'll see you next time.